Welcome back to the Two Pointers Podcast. I'm Trevor Everett. Uh, I'm excited to talk today. A uh, little, again, first half NBA, second half college basketball. If you care more about college basketball, well, the second half is for you. If you care more about the NBA, the first half, well, actually, let me take that back. If you're a Knicks fan, you're going to love the first half because that's what we're talking today. Are the Knicks legit? Uh, the current five seed in the East at 39 and 27 as I'm recording this on Tuesday, March 7th. You're hearing this uh, probably right before the first round of the ACC tournament. won't really matter, um, but second half of the pie will pre- preview and predict the ACC tournament. I'm going to try my best to get this out before, two. The morning of the Tuesday start games were the only tournament that does that. Whatever. Doesn't matter. So, uh, first half of this pod, like I said, we'll talk about the next second half. We'll talk about the ACC tournament. Uh, really quick, don't forget, SeatGeek is the presenting sponsor of the Two Pointers podcast, uh, code Two Pointers. Click the link in the top of the description uh, to take you to SeatGeek.com or to download the app. $20 off your first purchase, SeatGeek. Uh, two Pointers is that code, T-W-O-P-O-I-N-T-E-R-S, Two Pointers. Uh, thanks, SeatGeek, for being the presenting sponsor of the Two Pointers podcast. All right. Awesome. So now that we got that out of the way, don't forget to uh, link uh, description below for all of the follows and socials and stuff as I'm going to be active uh, throughout uh, the March Madness tournament and as the NBA playoffs get down uh, here shortly in April. Um, This is also a little disclaimer at the top of the pod that I will be relatively inactive for a little bit. Long story short, I get married on March 18th, and obviously that is a very big weekend for college basketball, so I'm going to be keeping up with it through Twitter, through Instagram stories, things like that. So if you want my thoughts and think, you know, throughout that kind of, uh, you know, those kinds of lenses, uh, you'll be able to check there. So definitely drop me a follow on Twitter, at uh, Two Pointers. It's also down in the link in the description below. We greatly appreciate it. We're creeping up on 1,000 followers, so that'd be really, really cool. Um, just letting you know that you'll see a draft chat coming out on Friday with uh, Nick K talking some NBA draft uh, stuff, teams to look forward to in March Madness that have some really intriguing prospects or prospects that have some really, uh, you know, big things to prove in March Madness. So we're going to talk about that. Um, talk talking with him on the eighth. That'll go out on the tenth, um, and then on Monday you will see my selection Sunday March Madness picks just like you do every year um last two years obviously was with josh this year will be with phil dexter uh so we'll be talking there as well as i'll be on the ecb feed uh the next couple of days uh, as well as throughout uh on sunday for the election sunday night i will be with the ecb guys on the twitter show to be able to talk about uh reactions to selection sunday and things like that so i will link all of that stuff when i get it in the description below um uh, just letting you know a little bit of the schedule throughout the last couple of weeks here um going through the next week or two, obviously with honeymoon and things like that. Um, you will not see a little bit of content from me, but don't worry when I return, we'll have at that point, I believe the first two weekends played in March madness. So we'll preview this week 16. We'll talk about what happened, my thoughts on everything. And then obviously I'll give you what I can before I head out to the final four, uh, on March 31st. So talking through all of that, definitely just follow on Twitter. I'll keep you updated on where I am, what I'm doing, when stuff's coming out. All right, let's talk the New York Knicks. Are the five seed, 39 and 27 New York Knicks, who are really hot lately? Um, They're 20 and 12 on the road this year, 19 and 15 in the Garden, uh, 8 and 8 in their division, 28 and 16 in their conference, 9 and 1 in their last 10 on a nine game win streak. So, are the New York Knicks legit? And what I want to preface with is are they legit, as in are they legit title contenders? So, the very simple upfront answer, if you want to turn the pot off now, is no. 
But can they be the 20, I guess it would be 21 or 20 Atlanta Hawks, who they obviously beat the Knicks in the Garden twice and a sweep, uh, took care of them. Can they be that kind of team that you put things together here at the right time, you get hot, you have a really strong defensive team? Can they do that? Well, let's talk about it. So the Knicks, obviously, if they drew the five seed right now, they'd be playing the four seed Cleveland Cavaliers, and I think that would be an absolute grind and battle of a series. Obviously, that would be pertinent on how well Donovan Mitchell plays for the Cavs, and then if the bigs and Jared Allen and Evan Mobley um, can be productive offensively outside of the you know opposite what the Knicks are offering with Randall and Robinson. Um, obviously, you've got one guy there that's offensively uh, not as apt, and the other is obviously an offensive uh, force there. So, at least in Randall's case, uh, lately we'll talk about his stats in a minute, but um, do I think they could beat a couple of these teams in the series? I think Brooklyn continues to to spiral here. They're four and six in their last ten. Uh, Miami is just starting to figure things out here. They're also four and six in their last ten. They're getting hot though. They're kind of in that weird range where if I'm a six seed, um, I'm not going to want to play them in the three spot like Philly, uh, or obviously if Boston slides down in there or Miami stays at the seven and wins the play in. Um, I think if you're Boston, you've got to stay at two. You can't let Philly come up. You can't let Milwaukee fall. Um, out of that one seed spot. I think Boston, if they can avoid Miami in round one, they'll be a lot happier. But in terms of the New York Knicks, I do think this team's really good, I will say. I think that really good lineup that they play in crunch time that they did the other night, a double overtime win against the Celtics, I believe it was, um, quickly had the game of his life. He had 38. They line up when they play quickly, Hart. I want to make sure I get this lineup right off the top of my head. Quickly, Hart, Randall. Robinson, I believe, is their five in that lineup. And there's one more piece I'm missing there. Quickly, uh, Brunson, obviously. There we go. So Brunson, quickly, Hart, Randall, Robinson. That is a defensive force of a lineup there. Um, even you know Brunson, who can obviously play the passing lanes very well and get out in transition. Um, I think the Knicks, using that lineup, I, I obviously think that lineup would be pretty ch- challenged against Philly because I think Robinson, uh, as good of a defensive player he can be, I think Embiid would pick him apart. Uh, anything outside of five feet anyway. But uh, Philly, I think that matchup would be kind of interesting. Cleveland, I don't know. Um, Some of the stuff that really strikes me with the Knicks is just, I mean, they rebound the ball really well, right? They play really hard defense. It's really easy answers here. And then they have great point guard play. A couple of stats that really impressed me with the New York Knicks uh, right now is they are, like I said, the defensive rebounding team, uh, third in rebounding per game in the league. They commit the few... fourth fewest turnovers per game. Um, that speaks testament to Jalen Brunson and a lot of their uh, young guards quickly knows how to hold onto the ball really well. Josh Hart, when he's having to do that as well, um, anybody that can bring the ball up for them is not turning the ball over at a high clip. Um, outside of the stats for a second, there was a clip the other night uh, in one of their big wins uh, at home where Julius Randle last year or years before would have been ejected for getting frustrated with a ref or got, would have gotten a major tech beyond his first one. Um, because of arguing or getting mad or whatever, and you could see him visibly calm himself down. Um, saw it on Twitter, so obviously take this with a grain of salt. But he calmed down. He walked away. He ended up scoring like six out of their next 12 baskets or something like that, and then they went on to win the game. So Rando obviously sees the value in this team potentially uh, and why maybe that would be a change of pace there. Um, same coach situation, so it's not like Tibbs was – probably in his ear there but it seems like Randall maybe has matured uh, as a player and as just overall as a person on the court um, because that was a really big moment for them 
Um, their second most points, uh, before I say this, uh, it is really important. I, you guys know how I value clutch. You know, that's why I value De'Aaron Fox and his jump as an offensive player. Um, their second most points in the league in clutch time this season. Clutch is uh, valued as under five minutes uh, in a close game, which I believe is 10 or less uh, of a gap. But second most in points in the clutch behind, of course, the Sacramento Kings, obviously. Um, they're second in rebounds per game in the clutch. So they're getting misses. They're getting shots. They're getting out in transition. Um, even though they do play a slow pace, they know when to go and take advantage of that. Um, some of the stuff that really opened my eye with the, eyes with the Knicks is since December 1st, all of this stuff has transpired. Uh, they're 29-15, and 15, which is basically the same record as the Boston Celtics in that time frame. Uh, Julius Randle, uh, 37 and a half minutes per game, 27 and a half points per game, uh, 11.3 rebounds, four and a half assists, 47, 36, 75 splits on nine attempts from three per game. Would like to see that number come down despite still shooting 36% from three. Um, and he's a plus 224 plus minus. Obviously, when you're winning games, that is going to be a higher number. Uh, Jalen Brunson, who you would think is a little more impactful in that plus minus department, but it is, you know, a relative stat in a short time frame, um, albeit. You know, 29 and 15 is a pretty big sample size. 36 and a half minutes per game, 25 points per game, six assists, uh, three and a half rebounds, 48, 45, 81. So shooting really well there across the board in splits. And then plus 168, plus minus. The team is ninth in defensive rating and then the third fewest turnovers per game in that time span. So, um, again, very simple formula here for the Knicks. They are a team that keeps control of the ball, that rebounds the ball well, and plays defense. Now, Nothing changed, in my opinion, of the coaching situation. I am not a fan of Tibbs, and I'm not a fan of how this team can be put together sometimes. And obviously, I see that he is playing the young guys more. He's trusting in quickly. Uh, he's trusting in Grimes, hopefully a little bit more down the stretch here. I do really like Grimes' minutes uh, as a very valuable 3 and D player. I won't give up on Quentin Grimes ever, and that's okay. Um, but this team obviously has the the pedigree in terms of the, the way they're built to be able to play really hard against a Cleveland, a Philadelphia a Brooklyn, a Miami, an Atlanta, and after that it doesn't make any sense. So um, do I think they're better than some of those teams around them? No, but do I think they can beat Cleveland in a series? Absolutely. Do I think they can beat Philly in a series? Absolutely. Do I think they can beat Brooklyn or Miami in a series? Of course. Uh, Boston is where it starts to get a little funky, even though they are 3-0 and against the Celtics this year. It's so hard to look at those relative and go, okay, well, that's three games. Uh, well, there's seven in a series, so I don't know what to take of that sometimes. And then Milwaukee, I don't think right now anyone's beating Milwaukee 46-18 and 18 on the year. Um, most of that without Chris Middleton really playing a bunch of valuable um, minutes throughout the year in a row. So the Knicks, all in all, do I think they can win a couple of playoff series? Absolutely. Um, do I think they're legit as a title contender? No, I think they. Um, I think this is really good building ground, though. I think this is really good building blocks on a foundation of you know we didn't overspend in free agency, right? We didn't make a bunch of trades. We being the Knicks, I'm not a Knicks fan, but you know we didn't do this, we didn't do that. So keeping event, keeping with that theme is you have the pe draft pedigree now. You have the ability to sign a marquee free agent if they'd like. If you're winning basketball games, you're creating a winning environment, and winning culture now. I know that doesn't change the person in the front office that, well, the guy who owns the team. I know that doesn't change that situation, who is part of that cog in the puzzle there. Uh, but Worldwide uh, West and all of those guys came in and changed the culture and tried to really build a winning atmosphere, and they are doing a really good job of it. Uh, it has looked really, really good. Um, just the way the shows, the way the things coming together there and MSG is fun again, because they're defensive. They're giving up, you know, they're holding people to under a hundred points and, 
and they're putting together these these stretch runs here. Like I said, they're nine and one in their last ten. They're giving Knicks fans something to really buy in and believe in uh, down into the middle of March, which is crazy to think, right? We're almost in the middle of March. Um, in terms of where I had them, um, the NBA team contenders tier at the All Star break. If you want to, uh, obviously, this is right before their run. Um, but if you want to give this uh, this article a, a follow or a checkout, um, it'll be in the link description below. The I, I did tiers, uh, and I almost did a pot on this, but I feel like that would defeat the purpose of reading the article. There, it's literally one paragraph for every team. See what you see what I thought about your team at the All Star break. Um, I waited till the. I waited till the trade deadline was over. I waited till the All Star break had started before I did this. So, I had legit contenders, aka has the best player in the series tier: Boston Celtics, Denver Nuggets, Phoenix Suns, Milwaukee Bucks, Philadelphia 76ers, and Memphis Grizzlies. Mm, that one definitely didn't age well. Um, the next tier was, and there's some really funny pictures to go with these. This is me just walking a proud circle here, but um, there's some really funny pictures that I created and uh, you know dubbed a little bit uh, to be able to make this article more fun and more engaging, um, go check this out. So the, there's something holding me back here. Uh, you had your Golden State Warriors, Cleveland Cavaliers, Los Angeles Clippers, Dallas Mavericks, Sacramento Kings, New Orleans Pelicans, and Miami Heat. Uh, the anything is possible tier, uh, I had the Los Angeles Lakers. That was it, just the Lakers. So if I was to update this, I would probably uh, move the Knicks up from the tier they are in, which is needs a heaven-sent miracle. That was with the Timberwolves, the Hawks, and the Knicks. And the Nets. So looking back at it, obviously that was before they went on that decent run after the All-Star break, which by the way, this is a uh, very proud moment for me. Every year there is a team that makes a push after the All-Star break to either look more legit than they were or just get together and you know start making a scary playoff run. The Knicks are that team, right? Or there's a young team like the Thunder who really get into that play and push um, after the All-Star break. Last year it was the Hornets. So the Knicks are that team, and I'm really excited to see how they play. I do think, like I said, it does matter what you do when the game is close in the final five minutes. That's why clutch sets are so important. So at the end of the day, they don't have a player in that clutch category uh, in terms of scoring and efficiency and things like that. Obviously, that would be De'Aaron Fox's award to lose, uh, but the Knicks as a team are doing that very well. Um, I would move them up into the anything is possible tier um, just because there's really nothing holding me back from saying they could couldn't be a title contender, so I guess I'm just kind of teetering there. Uh, but I do think that they can uh, make a couple of rounds. Don't be surprised if they, you know, win a playoff series and then take a second round series to, you know, six or seven with somebody. All right. The ACC tournament. Um, what a beautiful, lovely thing, event, whatever you want to call it. Obviously, I've got the women's Sweet 16 shirt on here for a little fact, but, and uh, the ACC champ hat on. But shout out to the state women's team the last three years. This year is going to be tough, uh, but we're talking about the men's. So with the ACC tournament being the only major conference tournament that starts on Tuesday, of course, my luck, uh, I wasn't able to do this until this morning. Uh, so I'm going to try my best to have this up between allergies and cuts and having to sneeze and stuff. You guys are going to see multiple jump cuts in this. I'm going to try my best to make it a little bit better. But um, we're going to talk about the ACC tournament, and I'm going to predict and preview some of these games. Um, again, Tuesday's games are really not. They're minimally important um, for the sake of the predictions for the next round. Um, but understanding that the AC tournament is something that, by the way, if you haven't seen the documentary, you should absolutely be have watched that by now. Ten-part documentary series on the AC tournament. Um, its origins uh, in Raleigh, its origins in Greensboro, and how it became and how impactful it is to ACC college basketball history uh, is really, really important. You should go watch that. Uh, it is on ESPN+. Predicting the ACC tournament, however, 
Uh, I have a tradition of always watching the at least the first game of the AC tournament every single year on Tuesday at two o'clock. Uh, I would ab- I will absolutely be doing that by the time you're hearing this pod. That game will have happened, uh, or try to catch this right before it. But Tuesday, uh, the first game of the day, Florida State plays Georgia Tech. Uh, I've seen Florida State play this year, and I at least think versatility wise and length and defensive, hopefully <laughs> defensive something uh, or another over Georgia Tech. I do think Florida State beats Georgia Tech. Um, I think they're too athletic and too long uh, athletically and defensively for Georgia Tech, even though Georgia Tech can get hot from three very quickly. They've played a lot of close uh, teams, a lot of teams at the top of the ACC, uh, very close games this year. They had close games against NC State, uh, Clemson, and a few others. But uh, I think Florida State beats Georgia Tech. I think look out for Matt Cleveland to have a game here. Uh, Boston College has been this pretty pick here, and I'll explain why in a minute, but they're going to be the team that's gotten hot the most down the stretch in the ACC. They've won a couple quality games. They absolutely wiped Virginia off the floor a few weeks ago. Um, Boston College beats Louisville pretty handedly. Even though Louisville did put up a fight in the Duke game I was at, the, the Duke-Louisville game in Durham, um, Ellis, of course, had that you know homecoming game uh, where he was trying to take over the city of Durham. Uh, and then Virginia Tech beats Notre Dame, I think, pretty easily. Virginia Tech's had a bunch of injury-riddled uh, stretches in the season here, and they obviously are one of the hottest uh, teams when it comes to getting going uh, in the ACC tournament. We've seen them do it before. They did it a few years ago. Um, Virginia Tech, I do think, uh, beats Notre Dame. Um, they also have really good uh, shooters as well. I think that's really important in this kind of tournament. Uh, with the Wednesday slate, you'll have some of the matchups from Tuesday running into Wednesday here. So Wednesday, I think Wake beats Syracuse. I think Syracuse is slightly overseeded at an eight seed. I don't particularly think that they are a tournament uh, run type team in the ACC, even though they've done it before. Um, I think Judah Vince is really good, and I think he's a next-year NBA draft kind of guy. Um, I think Wake Forest, though, is more talented across the board uh, with Monsanto. If he gets really hot from three, uh, what Cameron Hildreth is, is providing for them, as well as, of course, the second uh, place voter or voting uh, person in Tyree Appleby. I think he's unbelievable, and he absolutely deserved the AC Player of the Year, even though I do think Isaiah Wong did deserve it also. So. Um, Wake Forest, I think, beats Syracuse. Pitt beats Florida State. I think Pitt's just too good. Uh, their guards and Burton and a couple others are just better than Florida State's guards. Unfortunately, it's nothing against Matthew Cleveland. Um, I think Pitt's just the best you know team in that uh, in that matchup. Otherwise, they're a five seed. They you know they were number one in the ACC at one point this year. Um, I love what Capel's doing there uh, in Pitt. UNC beats Boston College, but I put in parentheses close because this is the pretty pick, right? John Fanta had, uh, or Fanta, I always, I shout out to John, I don't want to mess his name up, but um, has predicted, he predicted the Hills to lose. Obviously, he can smear them anytime he gets the chance, but, uh, you know, Boston College is the pretty pick. A lot of people are making the Boston College pick. I just don't see it. I know they've gotten hot recently, and obviously they can shoot their way through any matchup like uh, the Tar Heels who can't shoot their worst in the ACC uh, and effective field goal percentage and in three-point percentage. So, obviously, the Tar Heels have a tough task there with Boston College. They're going to have to have a really good game from uh, their rotation of bigs. Um, but I do think UNC can beat Boston College. I do think it is close, though. Uh, I have the Wolfpack beating Virginia Tech. Uh, the Wolfpack went into Blacksburg and beat them earlier this year pretty decently. Um, so, I don't fear on a neutral court closer to a, closer to Raleigh, I don't think, you know, than it is to Blacksburg. Um, I think NC State can take care of Virginia Tech. I do think Virginia Tech's getting healthy at the right time. Um, I think there's a couple of uh, guys on Virginia Tech that can give them a problem, but three of the best guards in the conference on the same team, that's NC State's going to be uh, able to take care of that one. All right. 
Thursday. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Miami gets their first game in this tournament, number one seed. They're going to play Wake. This is tough because I obviously like this Wake team. I've seen them play a couple times. Um, But I think Miami is pretty good. Miami is very physical. I think they'll be able to take care of uh, some of the inexperience in the front line for Wake. Um, I don't think this is necessarily a coaching, you know, blowout here for Laranega, but I really do because I really do like what Forbes is doing there uh, in at Wake. But I think Miami can take care of business against Wake. Uh, Duke, the hottest team in the ACC right now, they are nine and two in their last eleven. Um, I think they beat Pitt, but I think it's close. I'm not familiar with what that score was prior this year with Duke and Pitt, um, but I do think Duke is playing like the best basketball they've played all year. Uh, Shire starting to really figure this rotation out and where he plays Mitchell in spots and where he plays Filipowski with Lively and how they you know rotate those two bigs together. There's a lot of really good chemistry between the two. I think Proctor's starting to figure it out. His shot's still not coming around just yet. Derek Whitehead's got a lot to figure out. Um, you'll hear more about that uh, hint uh, in the draft chat on Friday about uh, players to prove it in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Virginia, I think, beats UNC. I know what happened three games ago. I'm not naive, uh, but I think Virginia defensively uh, will be able to take care of UNC and lock up their guards, uh, being able to shoot threes. Uh, Virginia, I think, is fine and can take care of them. Uh, NC State. Despite the 20-something point blowout, almost 30-point blowout in Raleigh on senior night, I think they beat Clemson. I think they get the revenge. Uh, They're 0-5 in their last five against Clemson. I found that out today, and I thought that was very intriguing. Uh, I think NC State is figuring things out right now. I know that they're not physically uh, there with Mohortich being out and Jack Clark just getting back in the lineup, so I think they've got to work on some of the the rebounding and the physicality aspect, which I think Clemson can beat them at. Uh, Clemson is also one of the hottest uh, three-point shooting teams when they uh, have some of their guys going there. Uh, a couple of all-ACC honors from them. Um, NC State, I think, takes care of business with uh, Morcel and Jarkel and Turk. Friday. Friday, I have Miami beating Duke. I think this is where Duke's hot streak ends. Obviously, they're safely in the field in the tournament, as well as Miami is. So I think Miami just is just the better team. I think they're going to best them in that regard. Um, they also beat Duke by, like, it was like 30 uh, in Miami. So um, I do think that they take care of business on a neutral court. Um, obviously, Duke will have the home crowd advantage being right down the road there in Greensboro and Durham. But Miami's fans travel pretty well, especially for this tournament. Um, a lot of Miami fans here in Raleigh and Greensboro and, and, and Durham and Chapel Hill as well see a lot more of them than I thought um, especially at the game I went to against North Carolina uh, Miami fans do travel pretty well they'll be excited for this run for this tournament that they're on um, getting the one seed they deserve it I think they beat Duke uh, I think they match up really well physically uh, obviously Lively and North Chattanooga is going to be really fun to watch uh, how they rotate uh, defensively for flip playing a four guard lineup uh, for Miami so uh, small ball big ball we'll see what happens I think Duke can be physical but I think Miami gets the win there NC State, this is not a homer pick. Do not come for me. I think NC State beats Virginia. I think they figure out their mistakes from the game that was relatively close in Charlottesville earlier this year. Um, They just couldn't hit a shot to save their life. If they jumped out of water, or they jumped out of a boat, excuse me, they wouldn't hit water, um, which was unfortunate. I think Terkrebion Smith figures out um, how to beat Keyhead Clark a little bit uh, and Reese Beekman. I think they go uh, and take town Virginia and figure that out. also, shout out to Joe Giglio. Giglio, uh, him and I, uh, ninety nine the fan. Him and I have the exact same bracket minus the uh, FSU Georgia Tech pick at the top. Um, he has NC State moving on to the championship, like I do, to play Miami, and this is where the realism uh, comes into play. Uh, Miami, I do think, takes care of NC State. Unfortunately, um, I think it'd be a close, close game, um, but 
you know, it's basically comes down to guard play. And obviously if Nigel uh, Pack and Isaiah Wong are hitting their shots at the same time, that team is ridiculously dangerous and nobody can beat them. Uh, I think Amir is going to be able to take advantage of the lack of the big uh, depth. Obviously he'll be able to play really physical and tough on DJ Burns. Uh, basically a bronze versus touch there or like, I don't know how you would say it, but Burns has basically got the finesse and the touch. Uh, I know Amir has got the strength and the brute. So, uh, I think that would be really fun. Obviously, that will cap off a really awesome Tuesday to Saturday slate of the ACC tournament. Um, Miami's the best team for a reason, right? Wong and Pack, like I said, are an awesome duo. They're more physical with State. Um, I do think State's going to have a run, and I think people are going to be relatively surprised. But then again, it's like good guards win in March. Sorry, guards win in March. And I quote, good guards win in March. But um, – I do think that matters in the AC tournament, right? I think it's just a matter of anybody can beat anybody. I don't care what anyone says about how bad Louisville is, how bad Virginia Tech is, how bad whatever. Anybody can beat anybody in the AC tournament. That is the really, really fun um, shake-it-up atmosphere of it, that literally anybody can beat anybody on any given night, uh, realistically, but just because of the prowess of this tournament uh, and just because it's a, it's a dog-eat-dog, winner-take-all environment one of the best in the country in terms of the conference tournament. Obviously, the caliber of, of team and caliber of play this year is not going to be um, up to what it's fun, uh, up up what its standard uh, to par is normally, uh, but you've got your top teams like your Miamis, your Dukes, your Clemson, your NC State. You've got a lot of the old uh, historical background there with the AC tournament. Um, I think the Big 12 tournament is going to be nuts this year. Um, as I'm recording this tonight, you'll, he, you'll see the winner of the West Coast Conference with St. Mary's and Gonzaga. Um, is going to be good. The Horizon League, unfortunately, Youngstown State uh, lost there, so I believe it's uh, it's the four seed. Northern Kentucky, I believe is who it is, um, the defensive team in the Horizon there. They've got a uh, shot tonight in the Horizon. There's a couple other conference tournaments I'm missing, but regardless, um, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you enjoy all of the conference tournaments this week, this, uh, the rest of this you know stretch here. Um, again, really quick on the schedule, you'll see a draft chat on Friday with Nick Kay. Uh, we'll be talking uh, teams and players that need to prove it in the NCAA tournament for their draft stock. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, you'll probably see some ACC tournament guys on there. Um, but uh, that is coming on Friday, and then I will be on the uh, Everything College Basketball Twitter spaces. Once I get the link for that, I will share it in this description as well, or just follow me on Twitter. Link is in the description below, at Two Pointers on Twitter. You'll be able to keep up with all the updates of where I'll be, what I'm doing over the next couple of weeks as I am getting married next Saturday. So um, thank you guys for keeping up with all of that stuff. Obviously, keep a lookout for the Bracket Show uh, with Bill Dexter. That'll be coming out hopefully Monday night, uh, if not Tuesday morning. Give you two full days uh, to get, to hear my thoughts, you know, make your bracket picks. Join the Bracket Group. forgot to mention that. There's so many things going on right now. I don't want you guys to get overwhelmed by all of it. It'll all be linked in the description below. Don't you worry. Uh, but my bracket uh, challenge is already open, even without the teams uh, being in the bracket field yet. Uh, we've already got 10 members in there. I um, want to make sure you get in. It. It's completely free. The motto tells you exactly what to do. Make it your Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or whatever username you're using or TikTok. Uh, make sure you do that because I want to make sure I can find you because the giveaway is a uh, a memorabilia piece of your favorite team valued at up to $30. Hat, shirt, shorts, whatever you guys would like. Um, that is going to be the prize for the person that wins first place, as well as being able to come on the show for 15 minutes and just let me know your thoughts on why you made the picks you did for uh, your bracket to win the group. So definitely click that link. It will be in the description below uh, with the TPP bracket challenge, completely open, completely free of charge. Uh, get on in there, free to join. Let's have some fun with the March Madness tournament. That is, as I'm recording this, 
Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Selection Sunday is five days away. This has been the Two Pointers Podcast. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm Trevor Everett. Let's have some fun.